Okay, everybody, welcome back to the boost. So thank you. So thankful to have you here. We've been talking about this idea of meaning and challenge. Viktor Frankl, the power from within. Remember, we spoke about the. Remember, let's go back last week now. It's a little further out. We spoke about this idea of being challenged to bring out the illumination. Remember that the candles bringing out that soul. One of the most important aspects of this is the idea of that the challenges that we have is, is meaningful and purposeful. So we mentioned Viktor Frankl, the founder of Logotherapy. He has a great quote where he says, Man is always reaching out for meaning. Always setting out his search for meaning. In other words, what I call the will to meaning is even to be regarded as man's primary concern. Now let's just for a minute like delve into that little bit of wisdom. The quest. Right? Remember we saw it means, ends, like we're in the zone. <laughs> like this all came from resolutions. But I tell you, I gotta tell you, I'm seeing this as I get a little older. I'm not saying that I'm old. But I'm older than I was, you know, five years ago. I'm learning. For those of you who are like, obviously, but I'll share it with you anyways, because, you know, we're open with each other here. I'm learning that in life, some of the most important things you're going to learn is not in the breadth of things, but in the depth of things. And it's, it's hard to stop and dig, right? Resolutions are not just something that you, you're, you're done by the first week in January. We're still in this zone what Viktor Frankl is adding to this world that we're in right now, that if we allow the, if you allow this to seep in, is that what he says, which is listen to these words, is that the will to meaning is our primary concern. What, what the reason why we have goals, the reason why we're going anywhere, if you can break it down even further, why we want to do what we want to do is really because what we really want is meaning. We don't even want the thing we want. What he's saying. Like, right? We, we think we want the thing we want. Right? We don't even want deep, deep, deep down to achieve the corner office, to achieve the, 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 the marriage, to achieve the, that goal that we set out for ourselves. Of course we want that. But there's a layer underneath that called meaning. We want meaning. So what we do is we put something in front of us and we say, that's meaningful. Right? When Sports is a great example of how we take something that didn't exist at some point. You know, American football... Believe it or not, for those that are listening, and I know there are those that are listening that can't believe it, didn't exist at some point. Like it, it, There was a point in history where nobody knew what that thing was. Like There are stories of like basketball back in the old days where it was like in a basket and like you had to go and climb a ladder every time you got in and pull it. Like It didn't exist. It was like the hobby in the corner. That's how sports works, by the way. 
Someone makes it up at some point, and then it catches on. I just saw someone send me this thing that now there's a sport called pillow fighting. Did you see this? Did you see this? Pillow fighting. I'm not kidding. In a ring, there are two guys with pillows hitting each other. It's a sport. There's like a ref. There's an ump. They're in a ring. There are fans. Like, I'm not kidding. I don't know how they judge. I don't know if you have to knock a guy out or how many times you get hit or if there are feathers that pop out. I have no idea. Or, there's, or it's the morning and your mom walks in. Like, I don't know what happens. But at some point, someone decided that pillow fighting is a sport. And it could be that in the next 10 years, someone will be like, are you kidding me? Like, pillow fighting? Like, oh, my God. Like, I, 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 I trade players and I'm, I'm predicting it in this fancy pillow fighting. And, like, I'm, I'm going out of my mind because my best pillow fighter is fighting in the championship. And, like, I can't think and can't breathe and I'm praying to God that he wins. That's a possibility. All of this. All of this. Like, the Olympics. And all of the sports that people will spend it a lifetime. A lifetime on. They're four years old. They're skating at four every day, their whole life. If they happen to come 0.001 seconds slower than the person next to them, they will, for the rest of their lives, be regretting something. That means they'll, be, they'll have emotions that will hurt them, that will impact their enjoying the day. And the whole thing's made up. Like, the whole thing is made up. Like, God did not create the world with figure skating. What happened is somebody did it and then somebody gave it meaning. And when you want to understand why all of us are crazy about sports, and by the way, it's not sports. It's everything. Really. Really. This is another area where faith is so critical because if you can't, if you can't live in the physical world, spiritual world, you don't know if everything you're doing is basically just somebody else's invention that the world has given meaning to but it's not inherently valuable but it doesn't matter because you think it's valuable I mean it does matter but the person hearing it wants meaning Viktor Frankl the search for meaning is our primary concern in life and you see this in life where you will desire meaning. I had this in my own life. When I was in high school, my whole life was really sports. I played two sports. That was my whole life. And the, the regret, when we, we had one of the big games, for those who are familiar with the high school that I went to, was a tournament called Sacken. We, we lost by two points. It's a long story into itself. My role and getting fouled and they, they pulled away the foul whatever maybe for another time I'll tell you how we lost I don't know how many hours did I spend tossing and turning about that game I don't know hundreds hundreds what if I would have hit the shot earlier what if I would have done this way what if, I, what if he would have hit it what if he would have missed it when you lose a game by two points you have a lot of moments in the game where you could have won and lost because that was my meaning when I was 17 I didn't get over it it's just not meaningful to me anymore like it's it's nice but my high school tournament it's just not meaningful it, at my age in my life now thank God so when I look back it doesn't do it for me 
And so I'm not, I don't feel, I don't feel the same level of emotion. So why did I feel it then? If it's valuable, it should be timeless because that's not how life works. A lot of things that we're going through now may not be meaningful for us in the next 20 years. A lot of things that are causing us agita right now may not be meaningful in the next 20 years. A lot of things which my emotions are going to and is the reason why I feel I don't feel positive about my day, I can't enjoy my life, I can't be great, may not be relevant. Right? We're we're meaning makers. That's who we are. That's what we do. If you want to break down what we do for a living, want to get to the core, which I want to with you, is that what we do for a living is we we make meaning. That's what we do. We take things that are maybe meaningless and we give it meaning. And then we build a life around that meaning. Because what we're searching for, Viktor Frankl, logotherapy, what we're searching for in life is meaning. And when we look at something and we put meaning on it, now we have something to fight for. It's not even that the goal is relevant anymore, right? That was two weeks ago. The goal is an illusion. It's a mirage. What you're going after, it's not a mirage, it's an illusion. What you're really going after is something of meaning. Now, because of your environment, because of your neuroplasticity, because of what exposure, because of your fan, whatever. There's a lot of reasons why I think football is meaningful and the guy from my friend of mine from India doesn't. And when I look at a cricket game, I'm like, I don't know what these guys are doing, but this is ridiculous. And he's looking at a football game going like, I don't know what these guys are doing, but this is ridiculous. Just same guys. We're, just, we're dudes. We're humans. God bless us. God bless everybody. We just have different environments that give different meanings to things. We're meaning makers, which means the goals that we have may not even be inherently valuable. They're only there because it gives our lives some level of meaning to go forward. All right, we'll talk about this. All right, everybody, have a great day. We'll talk about this. Because if you could, if we could do this, by the way, if you can look at a goal that's driving you nuts, winning or losing, and just like see past it to like all I really want is meaning, you can like diffuse the intensity of that goal in your emotions which will only enable you to be better at getting the goal. Remember Tom Brady last week? We spoke about this. Okay. We'll talk with God's help. See you tomorrow. Living on a lifeline. The world doesn't ever seem to change. Looking for the sunshine. But you're caught up in the rain. It's like your eyes are wide open, but you cannot see. You're watching life. Pass you by like one, two, three. Walking in destruction, the winds of life blur your vision, all the devastation, forever feels like you're on the run, it's time, no one else can set you free, you're locked inside, and only you have got the key.